0: Welcome to Behind the Numbers, the show where we dig a little bit deeper to understand what really matters most in business. I'm Dave Bookbinder. I'm a Senior Director of Valuation Services at Pine Hill Group. And today, this program is for the privately held company CFOs and CEOs. Uh, I've got a wonderful guest that you're going to want to meet. His name is Gary Bender and he is the CEO of the CFO Solution. Gary, welcome to the program. Thanks, Dave. Great to be here. Uh, It's a pleasure to have you. Tell the audience very quickly a little bit about who you are and about the CFO Solution, if you would.
1: Sure, it's pretty simple. I spent over 30 years with Fortune 200 companies in in various finance, planning, general management roles. I left there and uh, became a private company CFO for the first time and was startled by the lack of resources and everything that the board and the CEO expected me to know, where I could always turn to experts across a large corporation and consultants we had at our our call. I was expected to know it, and that was quite startling. So what inspired you to create the CFO Solution? I imagine some of that was a springboard for you. It actually was a springboard because as I got in over my head in the deep water, uh, I, I I quickly met a half a dozen other new rookie CFOs, all had plenty of experience, all had different skill sets, all had common problems, and we started helping each other. And after about six months, their comment was, you've got the worst job of all of us, let's put together an organization where we can find subject matter experts and and bounce ideas off each other, doing doing it in a confidential, respectful manner, and we started that. And uh, that's called the CFO Alliance. I was part of that, a co-founder of that for many years. And then I realized there was a need to write this stuff down. And CFO Solution very simply is, is the start of a repository of best practices and best processes that private company CFOs should be aware of and use it as a resource. So who are your resources in developing those best processes? subject matter experts that, that we, all of my private company CFOs that get together, uh, that we've met, we recommend, we identify the problem issues, we identify best-in-class subject matter experts, and uh, I'll tell you right now, all of our partners, just like you, you've been to our group, are glad to share your knowledge, and, and uh, we have a good time, and we, we accumulate a lot of knowledge at the same time.
0: Right. So as a repository for these types of things, the folks not only have access to these written documents, but they also have access to these subject matter experts as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We've the, the, the byline is it's best practices, best processes, and better partners to work with. And, and it naturally leads into introductions and referrals to partners. Yeah. And it, it, it works very uh, nicely because the partners don't always need to get paid for their services. They're expanding their networks and we're all a big believer in good things happen when good people do the right things yeah no question about that before we get into some of the subject matter that you actually
0: delve into can you just make a distinction between a best practice versus a best
1: process sure you start with and we're all trained in finance and accounting in this field and so we've all learned about procedures and controls so we document those and if you're really good the procedures turn into a practice so within your silo you have a practice on recording an invoice or collecting funds. A process threads across an organization. So at that point, you're asking yourself, how's the salesperson introducing the opportunity? How's the sales administrators gathering the right information so ultimately an invoice can get generated and paid? A process threads across an organization. And a great process really understands how all the processes work. And it's the glue that holds it together. It's the glue that makes an organization uh, perpetuate. Practices can change with a new accounting manager, or a new accountant, or a new invoice person, or bill collector. They just they change. Process, you really have to think through it. You have to make sure it works. You have to train and retrain, and and make it become part of the body, the DNA of the company.
0: So CFOs, and I've worked throughout my career with CFOs. That's been the primary point of contact for me. CFO has to be strategic. CFO has to see things at a 30,000 foot view, as well as being granular. But more often than not, they're asked to do things that are out of their wheelhouse, out of their training. And that, that dovetails with what you bring to the table. What are some of the subject matter uh, areas of, of subject that you guys delve into? Uh, great.
1: You, you, we'll deal with a couple of numbers. I asked CFOs, and I've taken the survey myself. We spend a third of our time on things we've been trained on. So accounting and finance, the things we went to school on, half of our folks are certified CPAs or CMAs. The other two-thirds of their job, we're flying blind, and I include myself in that. I have a role in HR. I have a role in IT. I have a role in, in the hiring process. I have a role in accountability and performance reviews and incentive plans. We weren't trained in that. Then we get into the soft side of you start to see a leadership problem. You start to see an organizational gap problem. And we're not always the, the, the softest guys, in you know, people to go explain it to the boss. You know, because we, we, we haven't worked on our people skills. And, and, and we admit that. So the first step of solving a problem is admit you have a problem. But when you, you, to answer your question, we also get involved in real estate, facility, fleet, safety decisions that we don't know who to turn to. So we start by turning to our buddies, That's a good first start. I've got a problem. The real solution is get to the experts, find the documented best practices, find where a best process makes sense, recognize you need some help, and I'm glad to introduce you to a partner. If our documentation, which are pretty short, three-page easy readers, it's enough to say, I need to be aware of this stuff. I need to get better. How can I get better? Either turn to, to our team, our organization, or turn to the partners that are our contributing editors yeah and they're glad to help right so
0: and your your organization meets on a periodic basis Gary
1: we meet uh, we we have a face-to-face session called CFO forum we do it in the Lehigh Valley we have 10 scheduled meetings a year we also have ad hoc meetings uh, depending on the topic so the mem our our participants our members pick the topics for the year and invariably we have uh, two problems come up A, a special topic comes up Uh, It it might be on tariffs and international trade policy, things that are are global in Washington that are affecting us in the Lehigh Valley. Uh, We also have the softer topics such as, is killing my company, killing my employees. How do I come up with a better healthcare plan? Again, I'm not trained in it. We've got an HR manager that's supposed to handle most of this, it's a lot of money. It has consequences for the company. How do I help drive a better healthcare process? So we've had special sessions where I bring in pretty much national experts and have an open town meeting on, on health care. Hmm. And we have one coming up on, on managing real estate in a, in a couple of weeks, how to manage your real estate strategically. Are you still accepting new members?
0: Sure. So anybody who's watching, if you're interested in learning more, how can they contact you, Gary?
1: Uh, gbender at thecfosolution.org. Just go to cfosolution.org. You'll you'll see evidence of some of the meetings we have. A lot of it's behind the covers. I'm glad to give you the password to see the the facts and uh, glad to invite you to one of our meetings. And then we also have CFO roundtables. I've got one in Lancaster in two weeks. I've got one in... um, in Morristown, New Jersey in, in next month, and I'll probably do one in Princeton.
0: Yeah, so we only have a couple more minutes in this first segment. So I think before we dive into the, the specific subject matter and the areas of, of expertise, I want to ask you one quick thing, because I know a lot of CFOs, as they're feeling this overwhelm and, and looking to reach out for resources, their inclination may be to reach out to their banker, their attorney, their accountant, or another trusted advisor. What's your, your thought on that? I think that's a terrible idea. Okay. And why is that? Uh,
1: I'm not a CPA. I can't ask dumb questions to my CPA partner, okay? I have to look smarter than I am. Start by being honest enough I don't have all the answers. I don't even know how to research some of the answers. I'd rather ask a peer or just someone else I trust, another audit manager in another firm, knowing they're not going to get my business, but just asking it to build a relationship. I'll repay the favor five or tenfold for them. but. There's a lot of questions. I, I can't remember asking my CPA partner, banker, or lawyer any questions I didn't already have the answer to. Gotcha. All right, so let's just take the dive here then. Okay. Of,
0: of the various areas that you have subject matter experts, what would you say is the number
1: one problem, pain point, for CFOs today? It's a tough question. I mean, the, uh, I think it gets into the softer stuff. Okay. The the I'll use healthcare as an example, um, I'll, and I'll use financing as an example. They're both uh, areas where we're we should be trained in financing, but there's a lot of financial instruments out there. There's a lot of different channels to raise money: venture capitalists, private equity firms, mezzanine firms. Most people can't tell you the differences between them, and 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 the good and bad reasons to even consider that. Our biggest concern is. Your CEO expects you to have the answers. In a staff meeting, you're expected to have the answers. And the board really expects you to have the answers. So you, stand up. you have a great probability of being embarrassed in, in any senior meeting you go to because there's so many questions thrown at you. My point is know enough to deflect the question or prepare for it by knowing, and generally the way our best practices are written, define the problem, Define the risks and list five or six best practices that your peers are using to understand it or execute it. You then are an educated person and don't walk yourself down the trapdoor. Gotcha. That's a great spot
0: in which to take a break. So don't go anywhere. You don't go anywhere. <laughs> okay. We'll be right back with Behind the Numbers with my guest Gary Bender in just a moment.
1: Shelter dogs aren't broken. They've simply experienced more life. If they were human, we would call them wise. They would be the ones with tales to tell and stories to write. The ones dealt a bad hand who responded with courage. Do not pity a shelter dog, adopt one. Say we've got grit, and we'll take it as a compliment. Because it's our uncommon drive, our spark within, that brings us together and sets us apart. We are temple made. And when others take shortcuts, when others take breaks, when others take the easy way, we take charge.
0: 13 hours a day, six days a week. So when I'm off the clock, I gotta get stuff done. So when I need a snack, I need something healthy, tasty, and easy to eat, like wonderful pistachios without the shells. They're protein-powered, delicious, and great on the go. And that's perfect for me.
1: Thanks,
0: Liz. A woman without a lot of time. Whether you're a gourmet cook or just want to eat like one, visit Rostelli Market Fresh, your home for the freshest locally sourced ingredients to please everyone who loves great food. Our organic meats, quality seafood, and free-range poultry are cut fresh to order. Chefs create culinary-inspired prep foods made fresh every day, which pair nicely with our vast selection of fine wines and spirits. Choose from handmade pastas, artisan cheeses, organic produce, and grocery items, all from the finest purveyors. Rostelli Market Fresh, from our family to yours. Hi everyone, welcome back to Behind the Numbers. I'm Dave Bookbinder and I'm here with Gary Bender of the CFO Solution. And we're talking about exactly that, solutions for private company CFOs. At the break, Gary and I were just talking and you mentioned something about what you called power chapters. I think it would be beneficial if you'd share that concept with the audience, Gary. Sure, we've,
1: we've had 33 face-to-face sessions in the last three years. And it's very obvious to me what the, what the uh, concerns are in, on CFOs' minds. I'll, just, I'll give you a handful of them. Yeah. One is how to reduce health care costs for my company. Double-digit growth, cause for turmoil, angst with employees, recruiting, retention. So we, we have a power chapter on healthcare that's gotten a lot of success, a lot of attention, continues to. Second one is the world of private financing. How to finance the deal your bank doesn't want to finance. Like we talked about before, your banker's not always going to tell you what you want to hear, not always going to answer your question, because there's, they have their reasons. Either they don't know, they don't want to be in that business, whatever. So, so we introduce how to borrow money from and, and who to work with, more importantly, to borrow money from a, a mezzanine lender, uh, to factor your receivables, to look at re- changing your description in certain terms of your line of credit, so you can borrow more from that. We try to give it, um, some pretty valuable advice and examples of that. Uh, number three is how to reduce your expenses. Most people really don't know how to analyze and reduce their cost stack. They expect procurement to do it, or the plant manager to do it, or the, or the somebody else to do it. End of the day, we own the cost stack. We own the income statement. We're, in, we're held responsible for the resources of the company. So there are ways to reduce expenses that most CFOs have never heard of. Uh, Another one that's uh, been very popular, and this is an example of a process, best process for recruiting, hiring, onboarding, training and retaining, and using incentives, grants, and training funds that are available. You can literally turn finance into a profit center. It boggles people's minds when I tell them to run finance like a profit center, but you should. And. Um, those are, those are examples of four or five. Oh, yeah. the, the, fi- the final one is uh, reducing the, your federal and state tax bill by credits that a number of CPA firms will never tell you about it because they're specialized tax applications and they don't have the skill set and they represent a liability for a CPA to firm to bring into a half-baked idea that they can't execute. So most CPA firms won't tell you about that. How about cyber? Cyber security? Cyber is a popular topic. We've had two sessions on it. We have a session coming up. I believe it's the end of May on on a slice of cyber uh, because it's a huge topic. So we brought in three different subject matter experts. They've they've all been great. We're bringing someone in with a different perspective. um, All part of the journey.
0: Yeah. We talked about at the break a little bit about soft skills and the the HR and the hiring and so forth, but we didn't get into this, and I think this may be interesting. What happens when you've got a privately held business where most of the leadership team has the same last name, it's a family (laughs) business, and the CFO, for example, is coming in as a a so-called outsider? Uh, Have you experienced that interaction, and and what kind of counsel
1: do you offer them in navigating that minefield and family dynamics? When I left a large corporation 22 years ago, very clearly on my profile, my search document, it said non-family owned businesses for that reason. I had enough (laughs) politics in big companies before I had to live with it 24-7. But to your point, a third of the CFOs in my Lehigh Valley group are in family owned companies. And we talk about it, we actually have some partners they are outstanding, everything from the generational issues that are frightening, and they just have to deal with the facts. You, you know, 50% of the companies fail after the second generation, 90% fail after the third generation. Yeah. And, and the question going to be, I always come back to private company CFO sits at the intersection of risk, resources, and rewards. So if you know that you've got a good chance of failing, you've got to be part of the solution. You've yeah. got to get ahead of it. And that's where we have experts that can talk about it. I'm not one of them. And We've got enough gray hair without doing the family-owned stuff. <laughs> one,
0: one of the areas that I, I know privately held CFOs face uh, is this challenge when a company is raising capital, whether it's through private equity or if they're contemplating an exit. Uh, and it inevitably means that the CFO is going to be out of a job. Usually. How do they navigate that circumstance in, in this context of best practices when they
1: know it's going to basically mean that they're going to be replaced? They may be replaced, but it's surprising. And we have the facts to back it up. I mean, the, let, me, let me preface this with the fact, when I became a private company CFO 15 years ago, the average tenure was 84 months of a private company CFO. We're anal. We keep the data, OK? Yeah. It's now under 30 months. And, and, and so you know that some of those are going to be changes because of mergers and acquisitions, et cetera. Uh, you want to be the best candidate. And it's surprising often the best candidate will find another job in the organization or with the PE firm that's involved or with somebody else. You, you, you always want to be best in class. Right. That's all you can do is prepare yourself for that. You know, if the worst thing happens, you wind up with a good recommendation, a great severance package, and, and, and the satisfaction. You can go to your next opportunity and tell them what you contributed there. It just wasn't a fit because of the personalities. And again, if you have the facts, you did the accomplishments, you used best practices, you're professional about it, you'll find another great opportunity. Yep. And by the way, we help people do that because it happens. Right. So you teased a
0: number of areas where you've got the, uh, the subject matter expertise and interesting things that CFOs and CEOs are going to want to know. Are you able to share a, a tip or two now just to wet people's whistle, to help them understand the kinds of things and the value add that you can bring?
1: Sure. Uh, I wasn't expecting that question, but I'll wing it. Uh, Last year, we introduced to to four companies, out of our 40 companies that I see every month in the Lehigh Valley, a couple of tax credits they had never heard of. And we delivered $7 million of tax credits for them. Um, And we did it in a way to not embarrass their CPA firm. We basically coached the CFO to say, I take the time to be part of this group. We share ideas. Found an idea that, that might fit our company our ownership structure, our tax structure, did a little research, came back with this idea, shared it with the CPA firm, and they agreed we should bring in a subject matter expert. We made the CFO look smart, we made the CPA firm look smart, and I'll be honest, we actually made the CPA firm smarter and they're now introducing our solution to other clients. Great example. If so That's an example. Yeah, very good. For those who are watching and want to learn more, how can they reach out to you? Gbender, thecfosolution.org, uh, I'm glad to talk to you. Good enough. So you,
0: you talked a lot about at the at the break about the human resources function that CFOs are responsible for, and you listed a whole litany of things, whether it's benefits, hiring, recruiting, retention, and so forth. That, that in itself is its own job, right? Sure is. So, <laughs> so how do you help the CFO to navigate these,
1: the magnitude of that kind of a role where they're not trained? We actually wrote down the process. A process that threads across the company, that starts with some some well recognized processes, and we've we've got, borrowed it uh, graciously and, and attributed our, our our subject matter experts. That we took those pieces and put it into a process. Everything from planning your job needs, and and more importantly, looking at the skills that that person that position requires, and figuring how to get those skills. It might be a new hire that has to be trained you're never going to find the perfect candidate. Our point is hire somebody with some of the key skills, train them to their, their required level in those skills, train them more skills, and make it a lifelong career training. If you can turn to a candidate and say, we want to be success, we want to be jointly accountable for your success at this company, and we have a program that's been proven to do that. In an in a, in a environment where there's 1% unemployment, people are going to show up and work hard, It's really hard to find those people to join your company. So tell them, prove to them that there's a process in place, it's proven, it works, and it's all about making you successful here because as corny as it sounds, if you're successful, the company's successful. And you have to be able to say that from the heart with the facts. And you have to have it consistently messaged across the company during the recruiting and hiring and training process. Because candidates and employees are not stupid. They, they, they smell out the lies, they smell out the crap, for lack of a better word, and walk the talk. And to walk the talk, you need a process. So our yep. process is best practice, best process for recruiting, hiring, onboarding, training, and retaining. And just ask yourself as you're sitting here at your company, whether you're the CEO or CFO, do you have that process in place to manage what everybody says our greatest asset are our people? And then ask yourself, are we managing that asset like we're managing? Our fleet of trucks, or our key production equipment. Most often, I guess the answer is probably not. Yeah, probably <laughs> not. Is is being very polite. Right.
0: So we only have a couple more minutes
1: left, but your organization is called the.